fortresses are gone.
Let's thank Veritas, our choir and orchestra, one more time. I wish I could sing like that, don't you? Good night, talented, talented guys. So glad you could be here today. Happy 4th of July weekend, and it's been a great time of worshiping the Lord together. I want to share a quick word from you from Scripture, and uh, it's an encouraging word. And it's a word that uh, I know I need to hear, and I, I believe it's a word that uh, you need to hear as well. You know, it's interesting when you look at the life of Jesus Christ, even if you simply look at Christ as a historical figure and really not as a religious figure, if you look at him simply as someone who lived in history some 2,000 years ago in the country of Judea, a remote part of the powerful Roman Empire, you have to realize that there was something about this man, Jesus Christ, that drew thousands of people to him. He never wrote a book. He never fought a war. He didn't have any money. He didn't have any official training at all. But thousands of people when he was on this earth were drawn to him. His power, his presence, his peace in the midst of chaos and turmoil there in his own country and area of the world. His disciples, I'm sure, asked themselves the questions, the question, what was it? What, what was it and what was the secret of Christ having this presence, this power, this peace? Scripture tells us that one time that Christ had pulled away to 
to pray. And when he got back from his time of prayers, his disciples thought to themselves, hey, maybe that is it. And they asked Jesus, they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And of course, we know what Jesus said after that. He uttered those words that Veritas just sang for us, the Lord's Prayer, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. The Lord's Prayer, this beautiful poetic outline of how we are to communicate with God. But as you look at that prayer, as you read it, as you pray it, as you hear it sung, there are two words, I think, that are the most radical words in the Lord's Prayer. And those two radical words that Jesus Christ uttered some 2,000 years ago are the words, our Father. He told his followers, hey guys, if you want to know how to do it, if you want to know how to pray, start by saying, our Father. Jesus introduced to us a new way to relate to God, a new way to know him, a new way to experience and live out what God has for our lives, what God has for your life, and that is to enter into a relationship with him as your father, your all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving father. Jesus came he lived, he died, he rose again, that we might have freedom to know God as Father and freedom to approach him in prayer on a regular basis. I love these verses here in the Gospels that we see. I want to read a few of them to you quickly. These are what I call kind of flyover verses. We don't really spend a lot of time talking about these verses, but I think they're very important and very instructive to us today about knowing and experiencing God as Father. Matthew 14, 23 says, after he, that's Christ, had sent the crowds away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. He sent the crowds away, found a place in the mountains to pray to his Father. Then Mark chapter 1 Early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went away to a secluded place and was there praying. Luke 5, 16, but Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Listen, God gives us the freedom to approach him every single day, to spend time with him every day single day as our Father. Jesus modeled that for us. He showed us in his brief life here on this planet that we have this opportunity, that we also have this need to approach God and spend time with him every day as our Father. If we desire the, the peace and the power and a sense of God's presence that only he can give, then you and I have to daily spend time with the Father. 
you're here today, right now, or you're watching right now because you desire to do that in a corporate way to spend time and to worship God as Father. But he invites us every single day. Perhaps that's how you start the day. Spending time with your Father. It's only through spending that time with him that we can know his embrace, that we can know his blessing, that we can know his comfort and get his direction in our life. What an opportunity God gives us. What a relationship Jesus forged for us that you and I, by his grace, could become sons and daughters of the living God. You know, so much of life, psychologists and sociologists would tell us is a search for the Father. And Christ has given us that ultimate opportunity to know the ultimate Father, God our Father, in an intimate way. I want to encourage you this week I want to encourage you tomorrow, Monday morning, the first thing you do is to spend time with your father.